Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. If you are of a certain age, you probably know Dr. Spock. No, not the guy from Star Trek. The famous pediatrician, at one time America's most beloved and trusted doctor. In 1946, he published the common sense book of baby and child care. The book encouraged parents to kiss their babies and show them physical affection. Revolutionary at the time. Mothers followed the book closely. Spock's book was beloved. He was respected. A whole generation of children was raised on his medical advice. But not even his popularity could save him from being indicted by the federal government two decades later. The feds went after Spock because, in addition to being a doctor, he was also a vocal critic of the Vietnam War. He believed the U.S was illegally waging war in Southeast Asia and that it was his patriotic obligation to oppose it, even if it meant risking his iconic status. The year was 1968. Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. had been killed, and it seemed like the whole country was becoming unglued. At a large Vietnam protest in Boston, demonstrators were urged to turn in their draft cards in defiance of the government. It was against the law to destroy them or not carry them at all times. Dr. Spock, the famed physician, helped collect the discarded draft cards, took them to Washington, and then walked into the Justice Department and presented a briefcase full of draft cards to an assistant deputy attorney general. Two FBI agents busted into the room. Trouble, big trouble. Spock and five others were accused of conspiring to urge people to violate draft laws. They faced a maximum sentence of five years in prison, plus $10,000 in fines. The charges against Spock shocked the nation. The government felt compelled to quash any threat to its military imperatives, even if it meant making the bespeckled Spock the face of treachery and Spock seemed all too happy to use the spotlight for his cause. When he took the stand, the six-foot-four former member of the Yale crew team seemed to exert superiority over the prosecutor with his mannered style. That's according to an account in the New Yorker magazine by Daniel Lang. Every day, Spock wore a dark blue suit and a light blue shirt with a high white collar. He didn't bend under cross-examination, he also didn't win. Spock was convicted and sentenced to two years in federal prison. The judge said, quote, where law and order stops, obviously anarchy begins. But the government ultimately wasn't successful at ruining Spock's reputation. Less than a year later, an appeals court overturned the conviction. The Justice Department announced it was dropping the case. Spock continued protesting long after the troops returned from Vietnam. He turned his attention to nuclear disarmament and ran for president in 1972 on the People's Party ticket. 
he lost. But when Spock died in 1998, at the age of 94, his iconic book on childcare had sold more than 50 million copies and counting. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Ian Shapira, who reported this story for the Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, go to WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. <laughs>